You're listening to a Count Out Podcast. And thank you for coming to another episode of Your Dose of Death podcast, the very first one of the new year, 2024. God damn. We're recording this in 2023 still, but this will be out literally next uh, sometime in the first week of 2024. Um, There's much to talk about. I kind of want to start. Oh, I should have also... been ranting for like an hour before we started. Yeah, I just... There's a lot on the mind, and I, I, I try my best not to like lash out publicly in certain situations. But considering what has transpired with that set of garbage wrestlers joke, if you want to call it one, like True. at some the body, whatever the blue hell his name is going to turn into. By, maybe by the time this comes out, he'll have changed his name to the joke dealer or something like that. I don't know. Yeah. Um, but as someone who's had referee Sean Patrick O'Brien on this very podcast and was one of the very first people who actually reached out to me to come on instead of me co- reaching out to them to come on, um, I considered Sean a very good friend and one of the biggest fans of probably me and you both. Like, like, if he fucked with you, he fucked with you. Like, he loved you like a brother, no matter what. Um, but to hear the things that were said about Ref SPO, I couldn't hold back. And mind you, I was actually out with friends when the whole thing happened. And for the for that podcast that wants to call themselves a podcast when they barely decide you know to have people on for one promotion and one promotion only whereas me and you have had multiple guests spanning multiple years in this business spanning multiple countries and to say that to let the things that were said about him be said to let those things enable i i've been really really frustrated the last few days i mean i've i i know i'm not alone with people that have probably been pissed off and i i feel you i feel you 110 because me and mike both adored spo i think really one of the most professional refs, one of the most down-to-earth refs we had in this business and me and mike were in the same building when he passed away unfortunately and i yeah. i kind of was it was the night of no man's land wrestling which i'll kind of peel back the current on that he was supposed to be on that show with us he was supposed to be. Yeah, I remember supposed, driving and getting the news. Uh, you drove, but I had not found out till I opened my Twitter a few hours. Yeah, and I just yeah. wasn't on. And then all of a sudden I'm like seeing these things and I'm like, I'm messaging the people that I need to message asking what's going on. And I didn't find out till I think about a good half an hour into the show, what really happened. And for that Piss poor excuse of a ring announcer now because let's be real, his unprofessionalism will not go unnoticed. 
and you know exactly damn well who I'm talking about, for him to let the things that were said happen and not, you know, be like, hey, maybe this isn't the greatest thing to be said, is unacceptable. It's unacceptable. It's unprofessional. When you go out into the public eye, whether you're a ring announcer, whether you're one of us, whether you're a wrestler, or anything to do with this could apply to anyone. You're a representative of your own brand and your own identity. And people see this and people will not let this go unnoticed. And I, I implore everyone to make sure that we do not forget what happened on the days that have transpired because to, to literally like if any, if I, if I were to have my friends say the things that were said about SPO while I'm passed away, I wouldn't be happy from the grave. I don't think you would either. If any of us said anything posthumously about you. Like, no, I don't really like the whole thing. I think that, I don't know. I'm just under the opinion that you should leave people who passed alone. Like from I criticism. agree. Unless they're like a really, really bad person. I just don't feel the, I don't see the point of bringing that up. Like for like a cheap pop. Like, no, it's, not really, it, it's like, it was a dumb, it was a dumb, cheap pop. I, 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 there are better ways to get heat in this business. There are 10,000 better ways to get heat in this business they were getting they were doing better when they were going after me i i was enjoying that more like this is just I like mean, the guy can't defend himself so you know yeah at least you could defend yourself and and i still don't understand the point like he was a super nice guy he wasn't like this dude was a prick and like no deserves, sean was know. one of the greatest people you could ever have in your corner and you not not really anybody said anything bad about the guy. no so it, it's just the, the bottom line is people if you were okay with those comments in any way, shape, or form, you do not belong in the death ministry. I'm not trying to gatekeep when I say that, but people will absolutely lash out at you, and you will get what you deserve if you're com- if you're complacent and or compliant with those comments or tolerated them. Because to me, there is no tolerance, and I I, I want to get positive here and say the death ministry really came together. In a yeah, very good maybe. way about that. And I know, I know that Facebook group wants to complain about complainers, and I've been the item of said complaints because I can't even log in. That's crazy. Like Yeah, I so I can't even get onto Deathmatch Elite because I can't get onto my Facebook. So I don't even know what's been said, but I'm assuming it's been a cesspool the last couple of days. And yeah, and you know what? Like this this is my little open letter to Deathmatch Elite since they want to complain about me. And I, I just need the four for this because this has been on my mind. I don't care. One. Two. Most of you that are on Deathmatch League may have actually listened to this very podcast. So without me, if you were trying to run me off of the podcast, like I, I you wouldn't know as much as maybe you do now. I don't I don't know. And three. I really don't care. I really, 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 really don't care because, listen, y'all complain about everything under the sun. Touch grass. Go get a drink. 
just I get made fun of a lot too. Yeah, like you, you do. You know, I deal with it because I have thick skin and I kind of give it back to people. But like the thing about it is, if you guys don't like this podcast or like or others, like there, there's a whole bunch of hard earning. There's a there's a bunch of good hard earning podcasts. My point is to just make make one then and then like you know i always get criticized a lot for my posts and stuff it's like this sucks so why don't you make one that you like then and yeah, no one dude, ever does it because no they're lazy and that's <laughs> something that i've people ask me like since i started this like how have you kept going how has this been going for near three years now and i said listen i love this a lot it's given it this has given me a community that i've been wanting for while i feel i I feel like i belong and the biggest thing is i've been able to meet some amazing people i.e yourself and others it's just if you want to keep complaining do something about it stop stop just complaining on a freaking facebook comment group where everyone else is complaining you're you're yelling into the void i'm sorry they, they always get this wrong too it's like they think like, oh, like we were chosen to do like be like a voice of like, no, no we just like, did it and people started listening. Yeah, like so you have that ability. Everybody in that group, everybody in online, they could, you know, like you could do it too if you don't really don't like what you're hearing. Exactly. That's like, what I would. Say. I just, I just, I've been mean to say that for a bit because I just don't care. Like I'm gonna keep doing this until I have no actual good reason to like. As Danny DeMato says, till the wheels fall off, if we're really going to go that route. Like, it's just crazy the things people say. Just like, so it's just the the whole SPO thing. Like, SPO is one of the greatest people, always has been. Just going to put it out there as well. The money that Danny makes that are for SPO related items do, in fact, go to JJ, his daughter. Yeah, that's the thing. He has a daughter. Like, that's not cool. Jay, like, JJ, I, I've seen the yeah. video of when she got the money from the first. And I, I, I want to peel back the curtain. I know it's kind of the first time me and Rafe aren't doing something this year. But maybe if the it continues or we do a collaborative episode again, we're going to donate money from a pick'em or whatever to JJ as well. So it's something that was in the works. We just – timing couldn't work out. Battle the tough guys. If you, by the time this comes out, it'll probably have happened. Go watch I see you no holds bars. SBO about the tough guys. And um yeah. So um on to other things. So I, I told Mike today I want to do something that is like New Year's related. I so I want to do some like New Year's resolutions for Deathmatch Wrestling. What are some things that maybe could be fixed? per se in the world of deathmatch wrestling and um i'll go first to kind of like give preference i guess to that um something that i want to see is more story more storylines i think i mean i feel like that's something that's almost a constant every year i feel like yeah um more stories and now that we're getting to the point where the light tubes are being hoarded around and stockpile till kingdom come um another resolution would be don't always have to rely on glass to get the effect across mm-hmm. like yeah glass is cool i love glass don't get me wrong but like 
a, a four corners a pain death match, and if you get the right like stiffs for them, is just as effective as per se like a two hundred light tube match or whatever. You know, like they're still gonna bleed somehow, some way. And if they don't bleed, then they have some real thick skin or something's going on. Yeah. Um, so I, mean, I, two I have a different opinion with that, but um, I know I we agree to disagree. Um, <laughs> but I, I, to go along with that, I like. So I've seen it starting a little bit, but like they've become. I don't need like the tube for tube uh, exchanges. Like I kind of like yeah, um, creative moves onto the tubes instead of just swinging them all the time, or like a creative glass structure, which like ICW did last time. Like yeah, some, just like um, some more creativity. Into- like yes. I, to go off of that, it almost feels like wrestling and music have kind of the same similarities. Like, like I, I was in band in high school, so I know I can read sheet music. Like you want like a crescendo. You want to get to that, the peak of your song or whatever you're trying to sell people. And instead of just like, bam, 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 right off the bat. Like the tube exchanges feel so like that. Fine. Yeah. Like, it's just Hard. like, yeah, like I, I wholeheartedly agree. Like, I don't need every match to have, bam, 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 with freaking, like. Well, I can feel that and with a little bit with what GCW does. Um, they've gone away from that, and the they've gone away from like just the tube exchanges. Well, yeah, but and when they do do that, um, Big Vin, um, nine one one son, yeah, he has on a sheet of paper before the show starts and he has everything written down to the exact amount of tubes that are going to go out there so everything's like super coordinated like they don't just throw a box of tubes out yeah. there throw bundles that's already planned and then like you get moves that are more um with purpose and everything's more planned out and you kind of get some more control like i love glass but i don't i don't really want to see any more especially since we're running low just uh Let's go for five minutes and smash, 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 smash. Like, like I want it to I be want like to... the peak of uh, something. I don't want it to be like, oh, yeah, just, you know, like freaking, uh, oh, yeah, just bash glass. Like, it's it's a, it's almost a waste of money at that point, even, if we're being honest. Oh, yeah, yeah. I, I agree. I like the creative stuff. They're good. I thought, um, you know, a good example of what we're both talking about for stories and weapons. I thought Tara... And John Wayne Murdoch, yeah. did that, um, the last NHB show, they had a little bit of, they had a heavy story involved in that, you know, our first match. And then obviously the run in for Mick Foley, but all the moves were intentional. You could tell that they planned everything out. Um, so I, I think that, that it's going to go towards that direction. I hope it stays that way. Uh, yeah, I definitely agree. Um, Another one for me is I want to, I mean, like, this is good because I can't get on Facebook right now, but, like, I want to get back to, like, less trolling each other in the um, fan groups and stuff. And, like, I miss when we, as a community... Talked would, about things. Just, like, just talked yeah, about and it. Wrestling and talk about, share stuff. Like, now it's all, like, inside jokes. And I, like, I am partially to blame for some of that. But I'm hoping that in the new year, you know, 
we just can get back to the roots of everything. I would like yeah. to. See. I think we'd all like to see that because it's funny. Here knows. There are new people that are coming in, and like they you don't, don't want to run them off. Yeah, you know they don't know what we're talking about. You know, like the, the, if they see this negativity, they're going to be run off. Like there, there's a reason that I mean, yeah. I don't I don't want to say that it's the sole reason some people that get into deathmatch maybe leave like the fandom probably because they but it's, it's it's one of the probably the sole proponents to why they leave because it's like they want like wrestling fan wrestling fans want to be a part of a community where they feel they belong if they don't feel they belong or if they keep seeing constant negativity they're gonna be like well i i can't stand this yeah like, i would like to see the group I, i'm an admin to that group. I love that group. I've been in it for three years. I just don't understand why we have to fight all the time. And I, I think I know why. And uh, I'm not going to go there. But No, let's, yeah, I was going to say, I if did, I shot, you can shoot. But hey, there's better stuff to talk about than like fighting with each other about ridiculous stuff. Uh, that's, I mean, like, there's like, dude, there's, I have on the television right now, like NGI2, like a show from years ago. Like, there's, yeah. there's a plethora of, historical matches and all this stuff and like nobody's talking about it everyone's just like andy chad like you like, know like doc girls like Servino. better stuff to talk about there is there's always better stuff to talk about but no one wants to admit that i think i think people are uh, starting to see that well you sure hope because lord help us i mean in all seriousness it just it's just so crazy to me like um like you just you just wanna just wanna enjoy this shit, you know? Like I I, I don't wanna sit here and just poo poo on everything either, but well, it's supposed to be fun. It's supposed to be fun, but it's honestly speaking, it's kind of stopped being fun at some points. At some at certain points because people just really take the fandom too seriously, you know. Yeah, they do, and it's it's crazy to me, like like we just we want to have fun, man. We don't want to deal with this. Like, yeah, I already feel enough of that shit. I, I've there's been reasons I've felt burnt out. I mean, we've kind of turned this into a vent sesh, but hey, like sometimes we just need to to vent. Yeah, it happens too. Um, and what sucks is like I, I don't want to say it sucks, but it's just annoying where it's like. Like, um, you just want to be able to enjoy this. And sometimes it just, the fans themselves are the ones that deter you away. And it shouldn't be the case. Like the wrestling itself, I will say, I don't know if you saw, did you see Mike Odom's thing about, um, how the U S deathmatch scene has not been good. He posted that. Yeah. Like on Twitter. And then like, He's like the Australian deathmatch scene is on fire. And I was like, I got a real good chuckle out of it. I got a real good chuckle. And I was like, damn. Like, and and listen, I love I love our Aussies. But that is a bold, bold statement. I feel like I haven't seen Mike at a lot of things. He probably doesn't want to deal with this shit. <laughs> like, <honestly. laughs> uh brother, you have no idea. Um no, I mean, I don't know if it's that. I've seen him at a few shows. I think maybe 
it's not as many as you, but hey, like, listen, um, it's just really good to see that people are seeing outside of the U.S. bubble. I will say that. Yeah. So, um, and let's just say, um, as I put on my Instagram story, I am going to be around WrestleMania weekend as of right now, taking clips. Let's just say a certain promotion is going to be it, their WrestleMania weekend. I'm not. I'm not allowed to say who yet, but it's going to be a good weekend for death matches if you're in the state of New Jersey. I'll just say that. I'll just say that. Yeah. I, and I mean, of course, the collective yeah. is happening. Of course. I wanted to do a. Sh- um, I wanted to do like a co-show with the Bocce Boys. Uh, that was another peeling back thing, but it- really. Yeah, unfortunately, it didn't work out for that weekend. Um, that would have been really cool. Maybe, yeah, you should cool. just try to find a weekend just to do that. Night doesn't have to be main weekend, just in general. I, I would love to do that. Uh, Bocce's hear our call. Not either Donato or Brett, though. No. Well, um, yeah, I mean, this is just kind of a shoot the shit episode. There's not much by the time this comes out. NJ will have already happened. King of the Death Match. Who do you got for this weekend? So by the time this comes out, NJ will already have happened and whatnot. Um, But since I'm making a prediction, we'll see if this ages well or not. I'm going to say that I I'm thinking Masha wins. I'm thinking Masha wins NGI. Um, I think that'll be my go-to. Um, so, yeah, I got Masha. for, And I, I know also King of the Death match is happening. Do you have any picks for that? Well, I thought someone was in the tournament that's not in the tournament. No. Nope. Uh, I'm going to go weird with this one. I'm going to pick AJ Gray. Ooh. Like I'm going to go with Otis. Maybe Atticus or AJ. I was telling you about this. I want to see Miedo get a, a singles tournament win. Or Murdoch. I mean, obviously Murdoch. I love yeah, Murdoch. Johnny Two Peach, as he's going on Twitter now. But it'd be he's cool like, to see that. It'd be cool to see Miedo win because Seeker plays one TOS, and yeah. I think Miedo's amazing, you know. Yeah, I mean uh, it's gonna be some it's a good tournament. Yeah, I got Otis with King. Um, Otis is a G. Brother Otis, as I call him. And then, um, I mean, Battle the Tough a- Guys. Let's figure out. Um, Battle the Tough Guys. I want to see Tommy or MM3 when Battle the Tough is Guys. Brandon in there? Kirk? Yeah. Beef Kirky, as I Don't ever repeat what I just said, ladies and gentlemen. I'm watching um, on the screen right now. Teddy Harvard. Yeah. <laughs> Brandon Kirk is facing Colby Carino round one. All right. I'm going with Brandon. Brandon, I'm going with Tommy. Tommy, um, I can see winning. I'm going to yeah. go with Teddy Hart. Oh, boo that man. Boo. Boo. Boo that man. Boo that man. Theodore. You ever Hart. that video of um, Teddy Hart coming into like NHB and Murdoch? <laughs> <laughs> okay, so 
if you go back in the, the database of your dose of death podcast, I interviewed Jean-Louis Murdoch a few weeks after that happened. And I'm like, you're my hero for that. Dude, John hates like the John like hates like a few people like and like you kind of don't know who they are, but then like you know who they are. Yeah. Like Drake. Do you remember when I love Drake and he's a good friend of mine, but that was so funny. Yeah. Uh, he was wearing the red polo and he was like, he's wearing his rapture clothes, dude. Yeah, I was dude. Murdoch's hilarious. Murdoch was like, I'm a that <laughs> was the funniest. It's funny show. because he's like a redneck, but he's like so socially progressive <laughs> oh yeah he's so socially progressive it's hilarious yeah, yeah. it's so like mance like the it's then like mander like the three redneck characters well like Murdoch's like i'm gonna fuck you up if you come anywhere here. <laughs> he's yeah, like yeah, you, you fucking bitch and i'm like what I dude like, so I, about, I thought i'd bring this up because it's um uh it's it's, it's useful information okay um so I finally got cut bad at a show. Okay. Um, at NHB. And it was like so random. I, I like. Oh, was it the knee cut or whatever? Yeah. Well, I've been telling Lauren, I've been telling everyone, like, everyone's like, why the fuck do you wear shorts to these things? Like, that's so stupid. And I was like, cause I don't really ever really get cut that bad. Like, I get like your a luck was going to run out eventually. My luck was going to run out. And I was squatting taking a video of Eric and Cruel and Eric kicked like a bundle into Cruel's chest. Oh, and the John, the John Woo drop kick that Eric no, no, does. No, no, That didn't, that looks like it hit me, but it didn't. It was su- such a random spot and the thing just broke. So there was three tubes and taped together, broken in half. So it had some weight to it and it just went over the top rope and then went straight down on my knee. And wow. I could tell the second it hit me, I was like, I'm cut bad. And it was one of those cut that were like split open, like almost like a slit. Um, yeah. Like it, be careful. I didn't get stitches. I probably should have. Like, even if you're front row, if you're not filming, like just be, I wear joggers. I mean, I'll wear shorts yeah, in the summertime, but like Super joggers cool. in the, the fall winter. Reed Bentley helped me. Um, <laughs> I actually got to talk to Mick Foley backstage because I, I went to go. I love Mick. To the nurse. And he was there, and I was like, uh, "Sir, I have a question. Like, what do you think about this? Like, and he's like, "Well, you could probably super glue it." Like, so he was giving me. <laughs> I love Meg. Um, yeah, have super glue. Like, I don't know. Just it wasn't fun though. Like, it's gross. I, I can't really close it still. So, um, I hope this weekend is better. I don't want to get cut again. Yeah, I, I have faith in you. And I mean, dude, it was just a bad luck weekend. I was outside on the, um the like uh what is it what do we call it like the the floor like with the mats you know yeah. they were the outside and then hoodfoot like just swung a tube and it like off the ground and hit my maurice. other legs. maurice atlas so I just maurice maurice um, maurice <laughs> like yeah, ricky, didn't ricky walked past me uh, and oh we're shooting on ricky shane page now mr the superstar Reed came up like right after and helped me. So <laughs> Reed, you're the man, dude. Ricky, yeah. sir, if he ever listens to this, I don't care. He he I, came uh, on Mr. I mean that never come on the GCW podcast. You know about that? Yes, and I also because he actually doesn't do podcasts ever. He literally has never done podcasts. He hates them. Him and so, he so Ricky, if you somehow magically see us. Hi, we don't yeah, care. You better help me with my cut, bro. 
Oh, <laughs> uh, yeah, no. Um, my next filming gig is not going to be until March, as of right now. And then I, um, as I said before, we're going to have John Bullard, who is coming on. If you may have seen him pop up John because... Gray on? No, not John Gray. Well, maybe John Gray. I'll have to talk to him as well. I'll have to make John a whole Gray list. I wanted to come on a podcast last year. He's, um, yeah, I know. He, another one, like Prazak, has a lot of stories, and I'm sure. Yeah. Um, no, John Bullard. So I'll just kind of give like a little context. So he's one of the commentators for RPW, but he's actually restarting up what was Chicago Championship Wrestling, CCW, but they're going to turn into um, Chaotic Combat, which is basically like a Midwestern version of BJW. Like they have. Like they're gonna have like a zero gravity division with her cruiser weights. They're actually gonna have some lucha libre, and they're gonna have death matches that are like more like Japanese story based. Speaking of Big Japan, there's been um, Big Japan as Kira's back there, Necro, Drake Younger, um, one of my one of my new found good friends, and Jack Bennett is making his BJW debut in the same match as Drake Younger, which is wild. Because that dude has only been doing death matches for literally a, like a year. Yeah, yeah. And so, like, that's so wild to me. Satu Jin, another good friend of mine, love Satu. Like, he's in Japan yeah, finally. Um, he's really improved. Yeah, Satu had a great. He's had a great year. I know he's kind of taking a little bit of a break, but I'm so happy he got the the call for Japan. And of yeah, course, Akira. I used to think he was pretty bad, and I said this publicly, and then he became like one of my favorites pretty quickly. Um, I just think he really improved. It, I'm just I'm telling you all, one of the best matches of 2023 was him and Mouse. Yeah, that, that's pain, that was such a wild match. <laughs> Considering that match went through like three different changes of opponents, for that to be the end result is pretty wild. No, they they killed it. That dude, Mouse kills it every time. Mouse is wildly consistent. He just doesn't get himself out there that much. I'm hoping maybe 2024 that changes. I feel like him and Bam. I'd like to see more places. Bam in Mexico. Bam came to Mexico, dude. Mexico. I love Bam, it. Bam's one of the nicest guys for he, sure. He will always, always have a dear place in my heart as episode number one of this very podcast. Genuinely like the nicest dude. I yeah, he is. I need, I need to, I need to reconnect with that man. Cause it was still crazy to me that this was, he was the very first episode of this podcast. Well, he now he's a hardcore champion, right? Yeah. He's an, he's a, I think he's the first two time Danny have a hardcore champ. Did Teddy Hart ever use glass? No. On on that note, I think we have everything we talked about. Wait, wait. Oh, speaking oh. of Big Japan, I tried to so get this. I tried to propose a Big Japan weapon for this weekend. I said I would make it, but it got turned down. Boo! Uh, I'll make past weekend, the yeah. light tube sphere. Oh, the light tube sphere! And he was like, "No, we've tried it like three times on like three different occasions throughout GCW's history. Like they've had this idea, and they cannot figure out how to make it." That's funny. Right? Isn't that crazy? I feel That's like crazy. the side. It's just there's something that they can like Tommy and Eugene and the in the deathmatch weapons guys, they cannot <sighs> figure out so if anybody knows or has an idea of how you make that, it's on YouTube. If you if you know how to make it. Yeah, please contact me because I'm I'm very curious. Apparently it just collapses in on itself. Yeah. 
Um, uh, yeah, but Teddy Hart on that note. Theodore, <laughs> boo, that man. Um, yeah, I think this was kind of the episode we have. I mean, I'm happy with this being that me and Mike are now doing weekly. I think it's great for both of us. Keeps us both consistent. You know who um, I miss? Who? Danny Darko. Darko. Oh, you know what right show now? we forgot to talk about and I want to talk about? I need to watch it on TV. The Bleeding Gums show, that first oh, show yeah. they put out. That like, show looks sick. That show, that show. I was like, I want a King's Road show with somebody. So, I want to um, try it. Apparently, they're running a deathmatch tournament, Bleeding Gums, in like March. I like so, them, dude. I think um, Jack, Har- I think Jack Harrop, I think Alton Thorne, who is a who's a good homie of mine, and I think Iceman is in it. I don't know yet. I, dude, I, dude, Iceman needs to come to the U.S., bro. Who's Iceman's son again? Jack Harrop, or I, the <laughs> other Jack in Japan? That's your friend, right? Jack Bennett, yeah. Jack Bennett's in Japan. Okay. Jack Bennett, he's on Kumite. He's done. He's from the UK, right? Yeah, he's from the UK. Like missed- literally, he was a normal wrestler. And his first like actual like death match was Sakuda at, at one of Sakuda's no ring shows. Like he just I happened to come to Japan, and him and Sakuda were friends. And the guy and Sakura's like, yeah, yeah, you do deathmatch with me. He was like, wait, what? And now like he's been doing deathmatches for like the last year. Like him and Big F, is. like him and Big F and Joe had a match at Kumite. That was pretty sick. Wait, wait, wait. remember when I called Wakamatsu was going to be good? I yeah. just want everyone to remember that. Like, oh a yeah, year ago, uh, I was like, oh, I like that guy. And everyone and Stephen A was like, he sucks. Like he sucks. <laughs> <laughs> he's coming. Like, yeah. Okay. Oh man, yeah, Wakamatsu, good for him. I'm excited to see what he does. I know by the time this comes out, we'll bleed like we'll a know. Dick, dude. He, um, he, he I don't know if you saw. Oh yeah, you're not on Twitter, so I made it. I kind of made like a joke, like Vegas lines, because Brett was asking about them for uh, the NGI. This is what I came up with for the betting lines. It said Masha the betting favorite at minus one fifty, Murdoch a close second at minus one thirty five. I put Violento at even. Okay. Wakamatsu at plus 110. Uh, Seagull Bay at 130. Miedo at plus 140. Reese Serrett plus 145. Jacob Fatu at plus 155. Broski Jimmy at plus 250. And I put Emerson Jane at plus 300. I'm picking Miedo. I'm excited to see how Emerson Jane does. I'm uh, interested in it. my Elron Hubbard meme is getting some hate. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, because you're obsessed. <laughs> I'm obsessed, dude. I watched that Scientology documentary going really obsessed, Well, I think this is where we end this damn yeah, episode because we're just enjoying the shit too much. So thank you guys for tuning into this episode. Thank you for supporting us. We're gonna get some interviews, we're gonna get some cool shit lined up, and um we'll see you on the flip side. All right, bye everyone. has been a count out podcast.